Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This is uh, episode 10 of the Unqualified Commission podcast. We finally did it. We are in the studio. This uh, this has been a long day coming. Uh, Ryan and I have worked our tails off to get in here, but we finally have power. We finally have the equipment. We are on the fantastic microphones. We hope that you uh, are enjoying the new sound. Uh, the rest of the studio is just touch-ups. Uh, we have some paneling to do and a little bit more foam to do. But we are in here, finally. It feels so good. Um, it does. It feels great. And if you guys only knew the struggle to to get this episode on the air. <laughs> two hours. Two hours. Of, of, two hours. Of trying to get this thing recording, trying to get the channel split, trying to get the mixture to work. So The this, channels still aren't perfect yet. So we do want to go ahead and say this uh, episode is a little different. This episode is recorded in uh, stereo, but Ryan is on the right side. I'm on the left side, so you do have to hear with both of your headsets in if you're if you're trying to listen to and this. And maybe by next week we'll have that fixed. Oh. We have a solution. We just have to ask around. Yep, we are trying to get this sorted, but... Uh, it is 11.34 p.m. currently what we're doing, and we're <laughs> We trying... got here around, what, 9 o'clock? <laughs> no, before that, it was like 8.30, and we have been trying to get an episode out. So we're we're just going to go ahead and start recording. But uh, right before we get started, can you lead us in a word of prayer? Yeah. Uh, dear Lord, thank you for letting us gather here, and thank you for allowing this to happen. I pray you speak through us and uh, help us reach people that need to hear this. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. So this week's episode is called How to Love the Unlovable. Yes. So Ron and I got the opportunity to hear an evangelist on Sunday, and his name was Jim. Mm -hmm. And Jim opened up both of our eyes um, and kind of shared with us some of the testimony that he had seen. And he works in Latin American ministries. And the statement that he really hit us with was, you shouldn't really have to tell people that you're Christians. They should just know. Yeah, and that's a big thing. So um, Ryan and I got to talking after that service, and we came up with how to love the unlovable. Uh, because Christians, um, the way that you show that you're a Christian is through love, the love of Jesus Christ. You don't, you don't have to, you shouldn't have to anyway, go around and telling people, you know, hey, you're, I'm a Christian. You know, they should know whenever you walk in the room about the way you act the way you address people and right so what are we talking about when we say unlovable people for me the first thing i thought of was people that are in your life that are hard to love because of the way they act towards you so tony uh, our pastor <clears throat> says this and this is one of my favorite sayings but he says everyone needs love he says there's two types of people in this world though there's porcupines and there's teddy bears, but everyone needs love. You have to love a porcupine a lot differently than you love a teddy bear. Love them from a distance. You love them from <laughs> a distance, right? So um, that's the same thing with the people in your life. There, there's people who are easy to love, who you get along with, who you share things, goals in common. You mm -hmm. share and you share ideas, and you're unified by those things. Mm -hmm. And then there's people in your life who you're going to meet who society has deemed as a nuisance or has deemed pretty much unlovable, yeah. right? Um, so, And those people we're talking about is the people who are sociably unacceptable, right? So the people who are homeless, right? Mm -hmm. Those are traditionally people who society looks down upon. Um, 
drug addicts, drug um, people who partake in drugs, those people who are strung out. Um, those the people, most people try to stay away from. Right, right. But uh, someone who is unlovable could be as simple as someone you're holding a grudge against. Yeah. You know, it could be a friend. You could be friends, and then, um, like we shared two episodes ago, where Ryan and Nick um, were kind of torn apart. Uh, if you were to ask them in those past times, I'm sure they would believe at those times that the other person was unlovable. Mm-hmm. Um, although they eventually came to their senses and, you know, forgave each other. <laughs> but uh, Joking. Tonight we want to give you the steps and give you the tools that uh, we think are, ne- are a necessity in yeah. order to love those less desirable people. And my uh, big focal point tonight, the verse I, I want to point everyone to, is 1 Corinthians 13, um, 4 through 8. And it says, Love is patient, love is kind, is not jealous, love does not brag, is not arrogant, does not act unbecomingly, it does not seek its own, it is not provoked, does not take into account wrongs suffered, does not rejoice in unrighteousness, but rejoices with the truth. Bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, and endures all things. Love never fails, but if they are gifts of prophecy, they will be done anyway. If they are tongues, they will cease. If there is knowledge, it will be done away. So the scripture outlines exactly what love is. Um, Mm -hmm. So if we break it apart, love is patient. So patience is virtue. Right. Yeah. Uh, patience. Sometimes it's very difficult to have patience. Trust me, I have two children who test my patience all the time. Right. They just want to see how far they can get away with something. But you have to you have to constantly remind yourself that the Lord Jesus showed you grace, so and you patience, have to show especially, grace. You know. Right. So uh, I know for me, I I fail the Lord every single day. And it's not my it's not my desire to do so. Mm-hmm. Uh, wasn't it in the scriptures? Um, was it was it Paul? I believe it says, "Why does my flesh do things I know I shouldn't do?" You know, yeah, um, yeah. I think that was Paul. It is Paul. Um, and it and it's that's the same with me. It's like I why do I fail the Lord when I know I want to serve the Lord? Right? Why do I? Fail why do Lord? I do th- the things that I don't want to do, but I can't do the things that I want to do? Right. But the Lord's patient with us. Mm-hmm. Um, he He shows us grace. He shows us, you know, He don't just strike us dead uh, the the immediate moment that we make a mistake. You know, that would. Yeah. And for most people, patience does not come naturally. It's something you have to constantly work on. Practice makes good. <laughs> not perfect. <laughs> yeah, right. Practice right. makes good. Per- practice makes good. Um, but if we break up the second part, love is kind, right? How many times have we, as society, Forgot to show kindness. Mm-hmm. You know, we're, kindness we're too can, busy. You're too busy. Um, too busy. And kindness can be as simple as paying it forward. It can be when you're in a drive-through line, you just simply say, "Hey, I just want to pay for the person behind me." Holding the door for somebody. Uh, holding the door for somebody. And you know, it it baffles me how far society has came. Now we have all these feminist women, and we have all these. I want to be a transgender, and all this. And they and they say they're strong and independent. They don't want you to hold the door for them anymore. That's how how far they don't accept kindness. They don't accept kindness. That's how far the world has skewed itself. Is they because they know love is ki- love is kind. You know, is not jealous. 
I can't tell you how many people I hear or, you know, or I see. And uh, I'm very fortunate that jealousy was not very, it was not my forte. Very, you know, I haven't very much struggled with that. But mm. how many times have we heard, man, I wish I had a boat like that. Man, I wish I had a truck like that. You know, Instead of being jealous over what they have and envying it, you need to, what am I trying to say? Well, I'd say edify them. You need to be proud or, you know, you need to be happy, happy for, for them. them. Yeah, yeah, happy for them that they say. are being successful. Yeah. And just because someone has a boat or a truck or a nice house or something doesn't mean that there was no work that was put into it. You know, mm-hmm. I, I know society were so quick to jump in and say, man, they. It was daddy's money. It was daddy's money. It was yeah. all this. And we forget to, to think. And we forget to show love, and we forget to say, I, maybe they worked very hard for that. Maybe they put in extra hours at work. Maybe they, mm-hmm. you know. And even if they didn't, even if they didn't. It's none of your business anyway. It, it's none of your business. But for, And then second of all, you should shouldn't show them love just because they have nice things. Again, you should, this is the thing I've learned, is you should edify those around you, and you should bring them up. Because here's the thing, is you... That old saying, you get more uh, flies with honey than you do vinegar. Mm-hmm. You know, if you start showing them kindness, they may be able to bless you in return. Now, I'm not saying you should expect that. I'm just saying they that may be something that yeah. happens because <clears throat> of your kindness and, you know, because you're reaching out to them. Yeah. I mean, I really think this, this verse is really um, self-explaining. I think it explains itself very well. It doesn't brag. It's not arrogant. It doesn't do anything, act unbecoming. You know, let's look at the word unbecoming. Is, you know, this uh, societal term, Karen, right? Is it really the best thing of you to, when someone gets your order wrong, to just lose your absolute composure and show your tail in the restaurant or in the grocery store? They're human too, right? Mm -hmm. I, you know, I find a lot of people... There, there's a lot of Karens in this world, and, I, are, and I'm not trying definitely. to use the word Karen, right, in, in the derogatory term. But that's what society has found, you know. Mm-hmm. But sometimes instead of, you know, pointing out all the mistakes that the restaurant made or the, the coffee shop. the good shop, things? Right. Well, why not just bring them up and you say, you know, I, I Change really. Change your outlook and perspective. Right, right. And maybe, maybe this is, you know, I love to think like this, you know. Try to put on their shoes, right? Yeah. If they, if you've messed up, you know, I, I know you work in a grocery store, right? And say, for instance, if you messed up something or stock was wrong in the wrong place or something, maybe you're having a bad day. You know, maybe mm-hmm. you've, you know, had a loss in your family. Maybe you've had a family pet that passed away. And maybe you're just off your game a little bit. And how does it make you feel? When you're already kind of like dealing with your own stuff, and then somebody just berates you, and you know, brings about, you down, and, and makes yeah. you feel that you're this, you know, just tiny, and they, you know, just tell you everything how wrong you are and how stupid you are and all that, right? Well, that's one thing I've had to learn this past like maybe a year or two, is to always try to look from the other person's pers- perspective and how uh, they were feeling at the time, and just step into their shoes, as you said. Right, right, and I could, I could, this this episode could really go long because I could really talk about the injustices of society, right? Mm-hmm. But see, it starts with us. 
Yeah. It starts it, – it, you don't have to go a big show. It doesn't have to be a huge revival. You don't have to do a huge homeless ministry. You don't have to bring them into your house. You just got to start something small. And uh, I learned a valuable lesson. Um, so I, I met a man on the streets, and uh, his name was Cameron. And I sat down – I first told myself, I was like, well, I was talking to the Lord. I said, Lord, I'm just going to put my $20 in his hat and bless his $20, you know, let him get some food. And I felt that soft voice in my in my heart. No, there's more. There's more. Yeah. And I was like, no, no, Lord, there there isn't no more for me. Like, I'm just going to put my $20 in his hat and I'm going to go on about my life, right? And I kept feeling that voice, and, and the Lord's voice is always is always tender, right? And I'm hearing impaired, but I still hear the Lord, right? But I kept feeling that on my heart. I kept feeling that pull in my heart that there's there's more, there's more. And so I got out of my car, I turned off my car, and uh, I went over there, and I, I began to talk to him. Mm-hmm. And this man had been on the streets for about six years. Oh wow! And if I asked him, I asked him if he needed to go to the shelter, or if he needed anything, and he said, you know, he didn't want to go to the homeless shelter because there was people there that were partaking in drugs, right? And he was he was living a sober life, and he did not want to partake in that. Um, and long story short, I eventually led to taking this man home to me, uh, to my home. And there was a lot of lessons learned in this, and I don't I don't encourage anyone to do this unless you are 100% sure that that's what the Lord's telling you to do because there was a lot of tension in my family, and there was a lot of um, safety issues with mm-hmm. that, right? But, you know, during that experience, you know what I, what I really learned about Cameron? Is, and I'm sure Cameron is not the only one, but Cameron, Cameron didn't need money in his hat Cameron didn't need shelter he he knew where to sleep but Cameron was facing an obstacle that he couldn't get back on his feet because Cameron didn't have an ID he didn't have a social security card didn't Mm -hmm. have a birth certificate right and through that encounter I learned that some of these people they don't need money in their hat they don't need uh, in effect some people just throw money just makes them go buy drugs and go buy substance you know but uh, we went to Tennessee, and we, we drove up to Tennessee, and I got his birth certificate for him, right? And it was it was $15, I, I think. And you would have thought I gave this man a million dollars because this set this man on the right path to get his life back on track. See, with the birth <coughs> certificate, you can, you know, you can get another form of ID like your mail or your medical records, and then you can get your Social Security card. And then with your Social Security card, you can get an ID. And with those three things, you can get a job. See, he was he was headed on the right track. See, if I would have just put twenty dollars in his plate, he wouldn't have been. He would have been just as where he was the next day. You yeah, know, he wouldn't yeah. have had that improvement. He wouldn't have had that. And see, this is what I'm this is what I'm saying. Stop for fifteen minutes of your life. And ask if there's something more you can do than just throwing a twenty in there. And a lot of people are quick to judge people on the streets and tell them, "Hey, go get a job." When in his situation, he wasn't able to get a job due to that fact that he didn't have his ID. And it's so funny that you bring that up. And I, I can't tell you how many people who 
judge that man because he told me, he said, yeah, that you're one of the first people who mm-hmm. have stopped and to actually try to help me. Instead of trying to be the arms and legs of Christ extended to that person. And see, everyone is so quick just to, oh, I'm just going to throw some money at him, right? Yeah. And there's no amount of money in the world that can help that person get on that track. Mm-hmm. You have to spend time with them. You have to get to know them. Get to know them, mm-hmm. right? To get to know the the issues that they have. But I know for me, um, there's there's a lot of people I could say who's undesirable, who's unlovable, right? And that's the and I'm not trying to get political here, but those people who are on the other side of the political aisle, right? Those um I'm not going to disclose what I am politically, um, but I I believe to be honest with you, I think the last election both both parties were were a clown. And so mm-hmm. I will say that neither party, Republican nor Democrat, got my vote. Um He voted for Kanye. He did not vote for Kanye. Kanye did not get my <laughs> vote either. But I know there's plenty of people who are side one side politically, and mm-hmm. no matter what the other side says, it, it's undesirable. And they, they refuse to show love in that situation. Um, and I, I encourage you, Here, here here's the, the truth of the matter. Both parties, are they, they eat dinner together. They stay in close quarters with each other they're in the meeting they're in the the house of congress they're Mm -hmm. in they're in very similar paths and see here here's what i've come to learn is when you spend time with somebody some of their habits rub off on you and some of your habits rub off on them yeah so it's it's so funny that people get so bent out of shape about what political party you are when the truth is they're probably both corrupt right um Def- they both are definitely. I agree. But yeah. uh, that would be where I would encourage you. You know, if you know someone who's maybe a Republican and you're a Democrat, or you're a Democrat and they're Republican, or what, however it falls, right? Or you're not political and they're very political, and you and you find yourself in contention, right? I encourage you to sit down with that person and see where you and that person can find common ground and just and show the love. Ask them. You know. Why do you do what you do? Why do you believe the way you believe? And get to know the reasons why they do the things that they do. Right. And instead of bringing them down, and that's what I'm saying, take that time in your life to try to extend the hand of Christ. Yeah. Because, see, Christ, when he was on this earth, he didn't go to the synagogue and pick people. His disciples were not the pope and the saints and the bishops. Mm -hmm. That was not his disciples. His disciples were a rough patch of men right they were everyday people who were sinners who were very big sinners that needed to be loved that a lot of people didn't love and that society turned and judged them yeah you know and that's where that's exactly what we're trying to aim for is we're trying to find those people in society that society has labeled as unlovable or even you personally has labeled as unlovable in your life it could be you know a family member that no one likes or you know but romans says for all have sinned and come short of the glory of god mm-hmm. that means your pastor has sinned and come short of the glory of god that means the the popes the bishops that means Corey, that means ryan have all sinned and come short of the glory mm-hmm. of god and when you put on that lens into your 
to your glasses and you look through that lens, the playing field becomes a lot more level. So that's that's just kind of where, for me, and I and I struggle with this too. Trust me, I, I struggle with this too. I'm not just going out and just. It's easy to judge people. It's easy to judge people. It comes right? naturally as a human, to you know by the way they look or the way they dress. But I I encourage you, and this is, and if you want to start small, you can do like a week challenge, you know, or a day challenge. Just do a day challenge, you know, but try to go one day without saying something negative to somebody without judging someone without tearing them down without throwing your political views out there like word vomit go one day or you can all you're trying to do is show the love of Christ and build people up and build people up and uh, I'm going to bring up this book this this book is really good it's called The Love Dare uh it's from the movie Fireproof, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and and Love Dare. The first daily challenge is say nothing negative about your wife. The first daily challenge. So, um, I really think that's a good book. But if you if you want a resource, that is a good resource, and it, it walks you through. And it don't just have to be your wife. It could if, be anyone. Anyone, right? You could extend those principles to every single person you meet. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I encourage you just one day, and then turn that one day into you know maybe two days, three days a week week to yeah, month build month. A, build upon the habit right right know? right and then the next day you know that's where i like to bring up that book you know that challenge the second day you do all the first things on the first day mm-hmm. and then you <clears> add <throat> your second challenge right so that's uh that's the a, more you do something the easier it is to do over time and they say 21 days 21 days it takes 21 days to form a habit uh-huh yeah if you do something the same way for 21 days it will become yeah. second nature i yeah. catch myself uh like i in the shower I'll wash my body the same exact way every time, mm-hmm. not even thinking about it. Right, right. But you've done it the same way. I over dry off the same way. And I wonder how yeah. many people are negative and are bringing people down just because they have it's a, a habit. habit. They have a habitual habit of doing it. It's a it. mental path. We talked about this in youth class the other day. It's a mental pathway that the more you do something, the more it is, the easier it is for those. I don't know what it's called. I'm just gonna say pathway for that pathway in your brain to free to go down that pathway but as soon as you start to move in the opposite direction the old pathway will start to you know grow up grass and the new one will start to form it's tough at first but then over time it's the easier it gets well nobody ever said christianity was easy uh, i mean that, that's what that makes me laugh that's when i hear man i'm struggling life man, is great you man, know man, man I'm, I, I, I'm struggling to do this i'm struggling to live like christ I'm struck, and I'm like, no one ever said it was easy. Do you think it was easy for Jesus to live on this earth perfectly <laughs> and then die? A, you know, a you know but, crucifixion. No, it was not easy. Okay, this this life is not easy. The closer you get to God, though, the more He will change the desires of your heart. Of course, of course. And the, e- the easier it will it, become for some things, and then you know, new things are brought up in your life, and you have to go through them. But that's just where I'm trying to get our audience to understand is you start with you and, and i know this is a secular song but michael jackson says you gotta start with the man in the mirror yeah um so i really if you really hear those words he he, he was on to something i thought it was bruno mars um uh, he may have later covered it but, i don't know uh, <laughs> i may be wrong <laughs> michael jackson very long time ago that was for your time <laughs> um he, he wrote a song called man in the mirror but uh I'm just, I'm encouraging you, it gets easier. 
It gets easier. That's 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 what I really want to hit home is it, it, it gets easier. But, you know, love is the, the biggest command. It's the command of the New Testament to love one another, love Christ, and to love one another. Mm-hmm. The only two commandments. But to love other people, you have to have that love for Christ. It's a it's an order. It's an order thing. Do step one and step two. I'll have to I'll have to look this up, but the this is a New Testament and it says the only two commandments are love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul and all your mind. And the second commandment is love your neighbor, your neighbor as yourself. yourself. Yeah. Right. That's uh when you break it down <clears throat> and that that goes over everybody. That's not just some people, you have to show love to everyone. Mm-hmm. That means showing love to that person who hurts you. The unlovable. Yeah. That means showing love to that person who trespassed against you. That means mm-hmm. showing love to the the person who uh, has called you names, who's acted out. That 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 there's no end to showing love. You that, can't have unforgiveness in your heart towards anyone. I mean, we've talked about that on this show. That, yeah, that unforgiveness almost took Corey down a path. Um, it almost ended Corey's life. To be to be a hundred percent honest. And I will share my testimony one day on the show, um, but unforgiveness is the poison that you drink, hoping somebody else will die. Yeah, I mean, I that's that's as the nicest way I can put it. And most of the time, it's it's not the big things that cause the unforgiveness, which it it, it is, but for a lot of people, it's the small things that add up over time. I don't know. I, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give our audience members some homework. Yeah. Okay. Today is Wednesday, April 5th. Okay. Well, in one, in one minute, it's going to be Thursday, April 6th. <laughs> so, here you guys go. You have one minute. I, I'm going to give you this uh, challenge. This will be today. posted on Thursday. Yes. So you, for today's challenge, today's challenge, I want you to sit down today. And, and it only has to be about 10, 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. But sit down today and reflect and ask yourself, who is the person in your life or the people in your life who you've not shown love to? Or hold unforgiveness against. Yeah. And then once you have, I want you to go ahead <clears throat> and write that name or those names. You can be multiple on a piece mm-hmm. of paper. And this week I want to challenge you to bear the hatchet. Whether they have been mean to you, whether they have whatever they've done to you. Or it's just somebody that you don't desire because you've judged the book by the cover. Yeah. Whatever whatever it is, this week I want you to make right with that person or those people. Yeah. I want you to show the love of Christ. Uh, and, and it may irk you with every fiber of your being. It may just – you may think that there will be a snowstorm in hell before you would be able to do that. But I, I encourage you to pray and reflect and make right with those relationships because you only get one lifetime. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for a lot of men because you have to swallow your pride. And for men, pride's a big thing. Pride is is a huge thing. Mm-hmm. Not, and I, I would say pride is a huge thing mostly for men, but women struggle with pride too. Yeah. But uh, I really hope that you guys have enjoyed this show. I hope you're enjoying the, the new soundtrack, the new um, quality of audio. Mm-hmm. We want to hear from you. We want to hear how this challenge goes. We want to hear. You can give us the name. You can be anonymous. We we don't mind. Send us an email at the unqualified commission at gmail dot com. 
and tell us how this challenge affected your life. And we will link the uh, the book that we mentioned. And we will certainly link the book. If you would like um, to buy a copy of it. Uh, we are still looking for guests. We have had a few guests on our show. Mm-hmm. Um, we're still looking for guests. So if you're interested in being a guest, again, email us at the Unqualified Commission at Gmail. I do want to do some housekeeping to finish out the show. Um, I want to make some announcements. So um, Ryan and I have officially filed our incorporation license in the state of Mississippi. That's where we're from. Uh, We are working on getting our um, tax ID number. Uh, We have filed as a nonprofit. Um, That means that donations for us will be, we're hoping to get the tax deductible status, but we may get a 5013C or a 501C or a 503C. We're not sure which tax bracket we'll fit into, but we will keep you updated. Um, I do want to make a huge announcement. I don't know that I told Ryan this tonight, but uh, I officially have signed up for ministry school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to seminary school. Uh, One of the big things I want to do, uh, I don't know where this is going to take me. I don't know. What college is it through? uh, The college leaders, or the, give me a second. CLI, which means Christian Leaders Institute. Mm-hmm. Sorry, uh, the name the name went behind me. But um, one thing I really want to do is sodomize marriages, as kind of the the way I'm looking to do it now. But uh, if the Lord sees me to have fit to be a church pastor, that that's that's I'm gonna be obedient. Pastor Corey, Pastor Corey, that does have quite a ring to it, but. Uh, <laughs> I want you to guys to pray for me to keep you keep me in my prayers um, and continue praying for me. Lift lift up this show, lift up this ministry, uh, because we couldn't do any of this without um, the prayers and the sacrifices that a lot of you have made to mm-hmm. get us to this point. And we want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, we want to thank you for the donations. Definitely, we want to thank you for the using our links and or buying our T-shirts. We um, are going to, Ron and I are continuing to talk about fundraising uh, ideas and ways to raise money for our our ministry. I have looked into maybe like selling some virtual dozen donuts and Krispy Kreme. Either way, we will get all those details um, out and posted. Um, It has been a pleasure to do this show, and we look forward to uh, talking to you next week. This is Ryan, or this is Corey. This is Corey. (laughs) This is Ryan. (laughs) And we love you, and we will see you next week.